Today's scripture reading is taken from Mark chapter 8, verses 27 to 38. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his, he asked his disciples, who, who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked, he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But, turn, but turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if any, want to, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and for those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will, for what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them, the Son of Man will also be ashamed when it comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, choir. It's beautiful. Welcome, Gloria. <laughs> is it your first time today? No? Second time? Oh, okay. <laughs> Beautiful sound come, coming out from that side. <laughs> no, all side, but especially that side. Especially that side. Simon, you look good. Six years ago. <laughs> you cannot do anything about aging. <laughs> You know, today's message probably is the most important message. And now, I see kids, I think this message is a very, very important message for you too. I hope that you remember this message and you keep that message in your heart. I think that will benefit your life tremendously and today's message is a core of Christian message, core of the gospel. Uh, and probably this is most important text in the whole Bible. Uh, you know, as I said before, Mark is just uh, amazing, the gospel Mark. Uh, it's kind of short, but... Any reason why it's short? Yeah, that's it. That's it? Okay, I'll be on this side today. Uh, Gospel Mark. Uh, traditionally, it is understood as uh, the memoir of Peter, St. Peter. Mark was following around uh, Peter, and then he recorded uh, the gospel message, remembering what Peter said. So 
It is very simple book. Right now we are studying Romans. Uh, hopefully that in the future maybe we can start study Mark. It is a great book, short, but to the point, precise, and clearly uh, present the gospel. There are only 16 chapters, but it's very clearly defined uh, at chapter eight. First cha eight chapters and second eight chapters. And the first eight chapters, uh, he's talking about the identity of Jesus. And second uh, eight chapters, he's talking about the suffering of Jesus Christ. Very interesting combination. Identity of Christ and suffering of Christ. Those two. And the passage that you read today was in chapter 8, verse 27 to 38. And that is the core. Uh, that's where transition begins. Up to chapter 8, Mark is trying to establish who Jesus is. And then from chapter 8, he's talking about the mystery of Jesus' suffering. Why is mystery? Because it is a scandal. It was a scandal. Messiah, the hero, savior, that Messiah suffered, rejected, and died. Cruel death. Can you accept the Messiah? Not powerful enough like Superman who comes and saves the humanity, but Messiah who will suffer, rejected, and die. Can we accept that kind of Messiah? Can that Messiah save us from our troubles and our problems? People wondered. And also we wondered, can that kind of Messiah save us? So we are going to explore that, what Mark is trying to communicate. The climax uh, is the confession of St. Peter. Jesus asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? And they said, John the Baptist. And others, they said, maybe Elijah. And still others said, he's a prophet. And then Jesus asked Peter, who, not just Peter to the disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter is always fast, right, in responding. Peter came out and said, you are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. So what is Peter doing? He's nailing it to the point. The identity, the first eight chapters I said is about identity of Jesus Christ, and from the Peter's mouth that you are the Messiah. He did great job in, as a conclusion, finally proclaiming who Jesus truly was. Seeing that Peter understood Jesus' identity, Jesus started revealing the mystery of what would happen to him. 
And he said, The Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days, rise again. The first part, Jesus' identity. But as soon as Peter said, you are the Messiah, Jesus said, be quiet. And it's all other disciples, be quiet. But when he started talking about his suffering, rejection, and death, he openly spoke about it. Peter did not like what Jesus said. And so Peter took Jesus aside. You know, Peter is about Jesus' age, similar age. Even though Peter was uh, Jesus' disciple, but he was like a friend. And Peter got upset with what Jesus said. Well, he just said, you are the Messiah. And Jesus talked about his suffering, rejection, and death. So Peter, Jesus, come on. He didn't want to reveal to other people, Jesus, come here. Don't say that. Don't say that. The scripture said, Peter rebuked Jesus. So Peter would not have said, Oh Lord, please don't say it. No, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, this is better, right? Don't say things like that. You're ruining it. You know, you're ruining your reputation. You're ruining what we're, uh, what you're trying to do. You're ruining what we are uh, trying to do. Don't say that. What did Peter not like? I wonder, what did Peter not like? Peter did not like the defeat. Defeat. To him, what Jesus said was defeated mentality. Suffering, rejection, and death. They all implied the defeat of the Messiah in Peter's mind. In other words, Jesus, you're wrong. You're wrong. Don't say that. Peter wanted to correct Jesus. Then, this time, Jesus, with the same word, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. It was a strong word to his friend, to his disciple. Get behind me, Satan. But Jesus had to use it because Peter's thinking was everything against what Jesus tried to do. That's why Jesus said right after that, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. It was not just innocent mistake Peter made. Jesus wanted to go one way, and Peter wanted to go totally different way. Now, look at it very carefully. I already preached a few weeks ago. Uh, last few weeks we are, we are meditating on these things. There's identity of Jesus, first eight chapters. And Peter was correct 
But in the second part, when Jesus started talking about suffering, rejection, and death, Peter did not accept. Peter did not like it. When you look at these two, what are you reminded of? Are you reminded of anything? Why would Jesus use the word Satan? Do you remember temptation story? When Satan tempted Jesus, what did he say? If you are the Son of God and do the wonderful things, turning the stone into bread, jumping down the from the pinnacle and have whole world, that's what Son of God is. First part, if you're the Messiah, they show that kind of things. But Jesus did said exactly opposite of that. I will suffer, I will be rejected, and I will die. And Peter did not like that. Peter followed exactly what Satan was trying to do. And that's why Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. To Jesus, suffering, rejection, and death were not the signs of defeat. Satan tells us that we should try avoid suffering, rejection, and death at all costs. Those are bad things. Suffering, not worth it. Rejection, be popular, be accepted by everyone. If everybody accept, uh, rejects you, then you're dead. Avoid rejection as much as possible. Death, that's not what we want in our lives. But Jesus is saying, do not be afraid of suffering. Do not be afraid of rejection. And do not be afraid of death. Rather, you embrace your suffering. And then he said this important truth. Verse 34. If anyone, if anyone to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. It's not there? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't give you. What does that mean? I mean, this is a, a very popular saying we all know. If anybody wants to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Take up their cross and follow me. And I mean, we hear so many times, but we don't understand what it means. Are we, is Jesus saying, if you want to follow me, suffer? Is that what he's saying? Take up your cross and fo follow me. You cannot have a big house. You can, Edward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have all the uh, good things. You can't do that. If you're to follow me, suffer. Is that what Jesus is trying to say? Take up your cross. What Jesus is saying, he's not asking you to suffer. What he's asking is, do not be afraid of suffering. Do not be afraid of suffering. That's what Jesus is saying. Taking up your cross 
means to embrace your suffering. People seem to be scared of suffering, rejection, and death. They are scared of them. What if everybody hates me? What if nobody likes me? What if I lose my job? What if my children suffer? What if I have a terminal disease and I face death? People are scared of suffering, rejection, and death. So they run away from these things. When they experience they, uh, these things, they think they are defeated. They try to save themselves from these things at all costs. But don't you realize that you can never save yourself from these things? Suffering, rejection, and death. The more you try to save yourselves, the more you become weak, and the more you become scared. You try to run away from these things, but they chase after you like a shadow. So, so you live your life for a while, forgetting about suffering, forgetting about rejection, forgetting about death, and you live, and then turn around, and it's right there, instead of being disappeared from you. Like a shadow, it follows you around. You try to run away, in the process, you're losing yourselves. You try to run away from these things, you will lose ultimately. And Jesus said a very important truth. Do I have that for those? No, sorry. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. If you try to save your life to avoid your suffering, you will lose that life that you try to save. But if you even are willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel and Jesus Christ, and then you even lose your life, then you will save your life. You're trying to save yourself from suffering, rejection, and death, then you'll lose. Remember, in your life, you try to save yourself from suffering, rejection, and death, you will lose. You'll be imprisoned in your own fear, anger, and powerlessness. But if you say to yourself, turn around and face your suffering, rejection, and death, Okay, suffering, come, if you want to come. I'm ready to suffer. 
I'm ready to be rejected. I'm ready to die. And all of a sudden, suffering, rejection, and death, they fall down and have no more grip on ourselves, on us. No more power to control us, to drive us into fear. But if, as long as you try to run away from them, avoid them, then they will continuously have power over you. But when you turn around and face them, if you want to do that, do it. Then they will lose power. When I was a teenager, I was small, not like now. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this big guy, bully. He scared the hell out of me. Every day I go to school, as soon as he appears, I ran away. I don't know how many days. My life was miserable. And one day I said, I was angry with myself. I said to myself, I'm going to face this guy. So he came and started, you know, you know, hitting me and all that. I turned around and then faced him. And then he was scared. <laughs> Where did this courage came from, right? I just turned around and faced him. You want to beat me? Beat me, right? I didn't even have to fight. And he left me alone after that. That is truth. In your life, if you're scared of suffering, rejection, and death, and constantly run away from them, you will die. You will be a slave. But when you face them, then they will lose that power. My friends, you can face those things because with God, we can persevere our suffering. With God, suffering will produce perseverance, character, and even hope. That is power. With you alone, you can't do that. But with God, suffering cannot destroy you. Suffering even produces hope. With God, we can face our rejection because Jesus said, I will never abandon you. Even when the world rejects you, God will always be with us and embrace us. With God, we can face our death because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, they will live. With God, we can face now suffering, rejection, and death. These three things will become always part of your lives. When you graduate from high school, they will still be there. When you finish university, they will still be there. When you get married, they will still be there. 
even when you are 60, 70, 80 years old, suffering, rejection and death will be always part of your lives. We cannot run away from them, even if we want to do so. They will never leave us as long as we live. As we try to run away from them, you'll become weaker. Avoiding suffering, don't try to build your joy. Apart from suffering, don't try to build joy. Apart from rejection, don't try to build your identity. Apart from death, don't try to build your life. Find joy in the midst of suffering. Find your identity in the midst of rejection. Find life in the midst of death. When you are ready to suffer, ready to be rejected, and ready to die, you'll be amazed at the power that empowers you. Then you live real life when you are ready to do that. Then you'll be free from fear and you will live an abundant life. Today is March 1st. For Koreans, March 1st is a very important day. That's when they all rose up against Japanese imperialism. When they were the colony of Japan. The people had no power, no weapon, nothing. But thousands of thousands of thousands of people came out and demonstrated against the oppression, against the imperialism. They fought against it. How did they do it? They said, if I perish, I perish. I'm ready to perish. If I perish, I perish. When Martin Luther King Jr. started a demonstration, they had the same attitude. If I perish, I perish. Then they were able to go out and fought against injustice. In your life, if you can say that, if I perish, I perish, you will live. But if you say, I'm scared of perishing, then you will die. That's what Christian gospel is all about. If I perish, I perish. I'm not going to be a slave to money. I'm not going to be a slave to the fame. I'm not going to be a slave to the comfort that I enjoy. If I perish, I perish. Then your life will come alive.